Our scripture reading comes to us today from Matthew 22, verses 34 through 40. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in religious law, tried to trap him with a question. Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. A second one is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. This is the gospel of Christ. Thanks be to God. About this time last year, COVID started to shut everything down. And as a church leader, we were pivoting and looking at new ways to do church, a new way to gather people together. And if I'm honest with you guys, at the end of that first month, I was emotionally, mentally, and just physically exhausted. And if I'm real honest with you, my devotional life with Jesus that month was everywhere. And it was as dry as it has ever been. Um, It was kind of a wreck. And then one morning, mid-March, I finally decided to take a moment and stop and pray with Jesus. And then Jesus spoke something to me that changed 2020 and my relationship with him. He told me this, all that matters is your connection with me. Now, I know what you may be thinking, that doesn't sound revolutionary because doesn't every Christian know that that's the case, especially a pastor? Um, But what Jesus spoke to me that day unfolded in ways I did not expect. Um, Jesus taught me how to connect with him deeper and easier than I ever thought I could. And that is what I want to talk about today. I want to show you what Jesus taught me in 2020 about what it means to connect with him. So the question I had today, so what is connection? In Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 and 40 that Johnny read, we see Jesus talking to the Sadducees. In the verses leading up to this, they try to get Jesus in trouble with political authority. Um, But Jesus shuts that down quickly. They are now trying to get him in trouble with religious authority, asking Jesus, what is the most important commandment? And Jesus does what he always does. He blows their minds. Out of 613 Old Testament commandments, he doesn't just pick one, he picks two. Because hence on the first commandment to love God is the inseparable imperative of the second commandment to love your neighbor. You cannot say that you love God and hate your neighbor. Let me use a different word for love that we use a lot around here at Springbrook. You cannot say you honor God and live in ways that dishonor your neighbor. It's impossible, and when we do, we are completely missing the heart of Jesus. Now, I wanna say, um, that's not what my sermon is about. That's just free, so take it how you want it. Um, The verses pitched that into me. I just wanted to knock a home run with that real quick. Um, But today, I wanna talk about that commandment, though. Jesus sums up what he and his kingdom is all about in those verses. But he also gives us a concrete list. And guys, Whenever Jesus gives you a list, you have to grab a hold of it and cling to it because Jesus normally doesn't give you the mechanics. He normally doesn't give you a list. But at the top of that list is to love God. 
So the most important relationship in your life is your connection with God. Now, I want to talk about how to connect with God, but I want to be more abstract today. An example of what I'm talking about is Jesus. Whenever you read scripture about Jesus teaching on the kingdom of God, he would rarely give you a to-do list or the mechanics of the kingdom. He would start off saying something like this. The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son. Or, for the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. This is frustrating for someone like me because I want a list, but I love that Jesus rarely gives us one. I believe Jesus did that because lists are insufficient. Jesus came to show us the Father's heart, and you can't do that with just a list. You can only do that fully with images and stories along with some commandments. So today I'm gonna give us some images of what connection is because I think we miss what connection really is when we, when we rely on methods and mechanics. So I wanna paint a picture of what connection with God looks like and also show you that you have a really good gauge inside of you yourself to know how your connection with God is. Now, connection to me is when you think of that loved one, a spouse, a friend, or a family member that you're really close to, and you walk into a room with them, and you know how that connection is. You can feel if something's off, that you know whether you're, you're disconnected or connected or if something's in a way. Connection is kind of like that, and we know if our connection is mature or immature. Um, God has built that inside of us because we're made in his image. Now, connection to me um, is something we all experience, right? I think we all experience that. The thing about connection is that it is something that just doesn't bloom overnight. Connection takes time and grows throughout the course of your relationships. Yet, guys, time is not an indicator of how connected to God or others we are because Connection is something that deepens over time. It's not automatic. It's just not naturally grows. A good example is my wife and I. Let's say we have a date night. Tonight is Valentine's Day. Let's say that me and my wife go out and it's romantic as all get out. The birds are chirping and the bees are bunning, sorry, buzzing, and our Instagram is popping with photos of people that love one another, and we just look like we have this really deep connection to people deeply in love. Um, and let's say that you're out and about tonight, and you see us laughing and talking and giving each other little kisses on the cheek. You may just think we have a deep connection, a very good relationship. But all the time we spend on that date night doesn't mean we connect well in making financial decisions or how to discipline, in our case, um, our dogs. Or it doesn't mean that we connect well on knowing what to eat for dinner or responding in love in frustrating situations. It doesn't mean we know how to connect and connect and greed together when tragedy hits our life. Connection is built over time, guys. Um, it just doesn't happen. It's, it just doesn't happen naturally. It takes work and experience in bringing all of life into that relationship. Time spent in our disciplines of 
reading the Bible or prayer or how many years you have been a Christian is not always an indicator of how deep our connection with God is. This is a real life connection. If God is just a one-time prayer to go to heaven, um, what we do on Sundays or a 15-minute devotional every morning, um, um, then our connection is not developing in deep and enriching ways to our life. Um, because everything in life, guys, not just the 15 minutes we spend in the mor morning, every moment of life is filtered through this connection with God. Every event, every workday, every emotion, every relationship, every ride to work, in every moment, and as we do this and bring all that in line with Jesus, then do we get intimacy and connection. Then do we deepen that. That leads me into my next abstract idea about connection. It is something that has to be nurtured and built daily. If I tell you that my wife and I only talk only twice a week, or let me give you an example. Let's say if we talk at a building on Sunday morning, or let's say I only give time to my wife 15 minutes every morning and don't connect the rest of my day with her, would you say that we have a good and deepening connection? I doubt you would. But if you hear that my wife and I talk about our day as we go along, we send texts about our work day, we call each other um, every so often on our work breaks. When she comes home from work, we bring all our joys and pains to the table and eat food and talk through it together that we practice bringing our whole lives together and connecting. I bet you would say that sounds like a deepening connection, one that is being nurtured and discipled. And guys, that's the kind of connection that God desires and pursues with us if only we would become aware of it. Connection is a daily praxis and awareness with God. And because of that, connection is meant to be experienced through all of life through everything. God has made everything in this world as a way of connection with him. God has taught me and discipled me in this over the last six years of my life, and I have tons of stories about it, but my favorite one comes in 2016 when, Mo, when the movie Moana was released. Now, two, now, now, 2016 was a hard time in my life at that time. I had this uh, sickness that doctors did not know what, what was going on. I was dizzy and on the verge of passing out all the time, and I wanted a moment just to numb out. I was looking for a moment just to numb, numb out because I couldn't deal with the pain. I didn't feel like God was answering me or talking with me or connected with me. So I just wanted a moment to numb out, not think or feel anything. So I decided to watch Moana. And as I'm watching this movie about midway through, I feel God start to talk to my heart. Like he's wanting me to join into conversation, but honestly, I don't know what to say to him. God is not answering any of the big questions in my life. I don't feel like he's answering the pain and the hurt I'm feeling with a sickness that no one knows what is wrong with me. And so I conjure up the only question that I have. Jesus, what's the favorite part of this movie to you? Guys, that was just, I gave up. I was like, Jesus, what's your favorite part of this movie? Because I wasn't expecting him to answer. And guys, he answered like that. He goes, keep on watching. 
And about 20 minutes later, uh, the character Tafiti gets her heart restored, and I'm crying like a baby because it's the most beautiful representation of the gospel in a cartoon that I have ever seen. So just so you know, Jesus likes that part of Moana. Now, I couldn't tell you that if that, now I couldn't tell you that if connecting with Jesus was agreeing to this big theological idea or a to-do list. But I could tell you that if connection with Jesus is bringing every part of my life into alignment and connection with him, even Moana. Connection, guys, is a daily moment-by-moment practice and awareness with God through all the events of our life. In light of that, my last abstract idea is that the value of connection with God is more important than the methods we use to connect with God. Now, I know that sounds weird, but hang with me. Um, I really want you to dive in here with me on this one because it is going to free some of you. During COVID, all I heard people like me, pastors and pastors I'm on Zoom with and would conversate with, talk about we need to get people to pray and read their Bibles. Um, Even I was like, I need to pray and read my Bible. A quote, and I heard that quote a ton. Now, I have no problem with that. I think interacting with the living word of God and and having conversations with the living God is connection. Um, but, But it's a way or a method in which we connect with God. But that is when all this, guys, all those things are good. Um, But that's when Jesus really started to speak this to my heart. Um, I'm probably guessing we all know we should pray and read our Bibles. But it doesn't mean we have the awareness necessary to connect with God when we do it. It doesn't mean we have the expectation and value of connection with God when we go to those places. Because we have made this thing into a to-do list, and if I do this, uh, somehow I'm just going to automatically be connected with God. Instead of discipling our hearts to value connection and coming to the Word to grow in connection. A good Bible example of that is this. No one in the New Testament knew their Bible more than the religious teachers of their day. These guys could recite more Bible than I ever could from their memory, and they prayed for hours every day. And yet, when God himself stood in front of them, Jesus in the flesh, they completely missed it. They eventually sent Jesus, God in the flesh, to the cross, believing everything he did and said was blasphemy against God. They believed Jesus, the living word himself, the God of the scriptures, was an offense to God, the very same scripture that you and I have access to. That is terrifying. But why was that? Because they prioritized the method of connection over the valuing connection itself. A religious mindset is any time we put the method or way we connect with God above the value of connection itself. And when we do that, like I mentioned at the start of the sermon, we may miss God's heart entirely. If serving my wife is more about a duty or checklist to make her happy, then I probably won't do that for very long, or I will feel like she's a taskmaster trying to keep the man down. In fact, it's not going to feel like connection at all. It's just a duty. 
But if serving my wife is more about valuing connection with her and protecting that connection, I will learn to value what she values over time. That method of, of connecting with my wife won't feel like a duty because connection is more than a method, guys. It's a value of our heart. And when you start to focus on value and when you start to focus on the value of connection, then the methods and mechanics find their proper place. And you will start to connect with God, not just through a church service or your devotion at the start of, the, at the start of your day, but through every moment of your life, your drive, your work, when tragedy hits your life, you will start to naturally bring everything in your life in connection with God because connection with God is important to you. It's what you value. And when connection becomes the most valuable thing to us, God will start to share and show you his heart. Instead of just knowledge about God that you got from a verse or the latest book, you will begin to experience and know God and the truth of the Bible will have new meaning to your life. It will be like Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5. I love this in Matthew 5. Jesus starts his famous discourse on the list of topics about murder adultery, divorce, and oath, eye for an eye, and loving our enemies like this. If you go read that part of Matthew 5, Jesus starts the beginning of each topic like this. You have heard it said, and then Jesus will give the people what they have heard taught or a command about this topic from the Bible. And then Jesus turns it around. He says, but now I say, and he brings new meaning to the command or teaching. And what Jesus is saying there is, yes, you have heard the command and you have heard the teaching, but you have completely missed my father's heart. Completely missed it. Now, let me show you my father's heart behind the teaching and the command. And that's why I value connection. That's why we value connection. So we can catch the father's heart and have our daily lives transformed by that connection. Our connection with God is the most important thing in our life, and everything in our life is meant to come into alignment with that value. It will make our disciplines and methods and connections come alive in Him. I want to be someone that has captured the Father's heart, and if you're tuning in today, I'm pretty sure you want to be that person too. I'm pretty sure you want to be a person that captures the Father's heart, His heart behind the command and the teaching. And this is what connection with Jesus does. And so at the end of the service, we're going to do what we do every week. We come to the table and we take of the bread and the juice. And guys, communion every week is more than just this thing we do. Um, and I know we build this up every single week, but the reason we do is because we're connecting, the, connecting with the God behind the discipline the God that made a table of grace saying that all are welcome to come and experience him. All are welcome to come and connect with him. No matter what you've done in your past, Jesus's blood is speaking better things over you today. And because of that blood of Jesus, we have access and connection with Jesus as much as we can believe it. Nothing today has closed you off from connecting with God. God is drawing you unto himself. So as we come and we take of the bread, the body of Jesus that was broken for us and the blood of Jesus that was poured out for us, we connect our hearts with him and we thank him. 
and we love him. And we just start a little bit of what we talked about today. We just start a tad bit of that connection that then filters into the rest of our day.